0: in 1984 a new song took the church by storm it was written by a guy who was broken and brokenhearted he was fasting and on day 19 having only had water for those 19 days God gave him a melody to a psalm he shared it with a friend who was a college student. He shared it with his campus and it spread like wildfire. See if you recognize it. playing and we'll sing the rest. this song puts forth the truth that we love God and we just want more of him and he satisfies. I picture Meyer Garden in the Japanese garden sitting by a waterfall reading the Bible for devotions. I mean, just that kind of spirit this song kind of gives you, right? There's just, I, I had this great love for God and I, I just want more of Him. True thoughts, true feelings. Spoiler alert, it's not what this psalm is about. What this psalm is about is about, uh, well, wrong way, is about hurt and pain and spiritual darkness that I happen to be walking through. And I picked this psalm on Thanksgiving because on Thanksgiving Day we give thanks for God's good gifts and we give thanks for. His presence and care for us even when it seems like the the good gifts are kind of fading away. That's Thanksgiving right? Thanksgiving in all things. Thanksgiving with his presence as he walks with me. Because life and the Christian life is full of knocks and hardships and disappointments. And part of the challenge of the Christian life is to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus right in the midst of the knocks that we're going through. So whether it is in hard times or whether it is in the reveling in the goodness of God, it is a time for thanksgiving. So here is the psalm, Psalm 42. I invite you to join with me by standing either in your heart Or physically before god as we hear these words from the book that we love william if you could also take us through these next few slides as the deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you my god my soul thirsts for god for the living god when can i go and meet god my tears have been my food day and night while people are say to me all and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan to the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers, they sweep over me. By day, the Lord directs his love at night his song is with me a prayer to the god of my life i say to god my rock why have you forgotten me why must i go about mourning oppressed by my enemy my bones suffer mortal agony as my foes, my foes taunt me saying to me all day long where is your god why my soul are you downcast why so disturbed within me put your hope in god For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. God's very word. Thanks be to God, and you may be seated. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you. Panting is not pretty. Panting means my body is under stress Panting means i'm really lacking something and that thing is air it's like going for a long run or a short run really fast and you're grasping for air and you just collapse it's not a pretty thing you're grasping for the air and you're grasping for a Some kind of recovery drink, but it's not there. That's the kind of description this word panting is about. It's about what's lacking, what I'm longing for, and what I don't have. And much of this psalm, in this chapter, describes the things that is lacking in the psalmist's life. So let me just reiterate some of those things from Psalm 42. He was spiritually parched, his satisfaction was being delayed, his thirst was unquenched. He felt as if God was absent, tears were his food. He felt like there was a gap between what he was experiencing and the truth of god's overall protection he felt forgotten he felt oppressed by the enemy he was taunted by foes who appeared to be religious and he was downcast surprisingly these conditions did not push him away from god but they drove him to god Verse seven is an intriguing verse, Uh, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, all of your waves and breakers have swept over me. The picture that the commentators give is that of the Jordan river, which today is a very tame river, but back in the old Testament time was a very untamed river, especially at flood stage. It's sort of like this. We have Lake Michigan. So let's picture that in our mind. Picture Lake Michigan, it's a beautiful day. Sun is out, few clouds in the sky, kids are playing in the water. You know and there's some waves that are coming in you know not just some waves you know and and the kids are there you know and they kind of go up with the wave and down and up and down and once in a while they get too caught up with their friends and the wave kind of knocks them over and they go underwater and they come up laughing and giggling you know there it's it's just a, a nice feeling now picture lake michigan on a blustery day and the rain is coming sideways And it's those hard pellets that are hitting you in the face and for some reason you have to walk on the shore and the waves are big and they are strong and every time a wave comes in it kind of pushes you to the side and and you get your balance as you keep walking on the shoreline and if you're not paying attention it's going to knock you over and about the time that you start to get yourself up another wave comes and knocks you down again that is the picture That the psalmist is giving us in verse 7 that he is being knocked over time and again by these waves of disappointment and the end of the psalm is uh somewhat mixed he's not yet where he wants to be but he knows where he needs to be and he's on the journey to get there and that's faith, right? Keeping our thoughts and hearts to God and pressing our disappointments into the heart of God. And we know that when we do that, other psalms say, we become like a tree that brings forth fruit in the dry and parched season. And people wonder where is it getting its nutrients? Well, it's getting its nutrients from those roots that have dug down deep. In this psalm, uh, there are more than this, but I would like to share uh, four things with you that this psalm talks about in regards to uh, the things that are beating against him, these waves that are rolling over him. One of them is in... uh, well I'm just going backwards I'm not getting this thing here we go verse 8 talks about some of these things by day the Lord commands his steadfast love and at night his song is with me a prayer to the God of my life he shares four things that he does in his soul that will keep him pressing on towards God what does he do when he's being beaten wave after wave Four things this psalm says. The first thing that he does is he doesn't lose his grip on what he knows about God. He reminds himself of the great truths of God. They are his lifeboat. They keep him from capsizing when the waves are hitting him. He affirms a God of absolute power, though he wonders why God isn't using his power right now And he affirms the sovereign love of god even though he finds himself in such trouble and at times we need to be reminded of these great truths of god in the bible and worship by friends one of the things that he does to try to ballast himself is that he holds on to great truths of god secondly he sings and this talk talking about personal singing singing that one does maybe during the dead of the night when you're lying in bed and those thoughts keep coming to you he sings not a song outside of one's condition but probably a song of hope pleading for God crying for God and we know songs like that and songs help us to stay connected this one book that Renee and I are reading together which kind of the uh impetus god used for me to use psalm 42 today talks about uh shares a story of a friend of hers who was going through a very rough time and he couldn't sing but the song in his mind was jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so so what he would do is he would go out into the forest and he would shout the words saying those words of song. He remembered the great truths of God. He would sing personally the songs that God had placed in his heart over the years. A third thing in this psalm is that He would remember his past experiences with God, and this has to do with the worship, where it says, uh, I remember when I would join with a throng of worshipers. There's something about gathering with others in the context of worship. So number two, singing is about personal, but this one is about corporate. I gather together with the people who also have pains who also have hurts and there's something about worship that helps to strengthen our faith as we remember those things that God has done in our lives and then lastly he talks about the relationship with God he holds on and doesn't let go of that relationship He not only clings to the truth, which was the first one, but he clings now to relationship, to that love. This is part of the panting. I'm panting for that relationship. Though it's difficult for me to be going through, I'm not letting go. We pray for him more. We long for him more. And isn't it true... The type of prayer that we pray when life is going so well genuine prayer but yet isn't it a different kind of prayer when you're in a hospital bed or you're waiting in the doctor's office and you're wondering what the news it's not a more genuine prayer it's just a different prayer and you're clinging on to that relationship It is choosing not to bail from God but to press on into the heart of God in spite of it all when we do this a miraculous thing happens we see Jesus here is another version's translation of verse 2 it asks the questions question when will I come and see the face of God in the midst of this challenge when will I see God's face and it made me think of a couple of passages in the New Testament that talk about this there is Jesus himself who says if you have seen me you have seen my father and then the apostle writes in second Corinthians the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ the image of God When we see the face of Jesus, we see the face of God. When we hear that good old gospel story of what Father God was willing to sacrifice for us, what Jesus was willing to endure for us, we catch a glimpse, a picture of the face of God that has not abandoned us, but very present with us. This psalmist keeps on pressing in towards God because he knows God has not abandoned us. So is this a Thanksgiving psalm? I don't know. Maybe you say, Paul, you missed the boat on this one. (laughs) This is not a Thanksgiving psalm. Well, I'll give that to you. Uh, But I share it because... uh, We know Thanksgiving is to be in all seasons though our Thanksgiving might be a bit different in focus I have found as you have found because we've all been through this boat that the first Thanksgiving after a loss is different isn't it you gather around the table maybe it's something that you've been through but let's just say it's a loss a loss of someone and it's just tough that first thanksgiving is tough but you know that thanksgiving is a leaning of the heart towards god in the midst of all things and you know about his presence and his love and his care for you there are a lot of stories about the first American Thanksgiving. They're all hard to verify. <laughs> there is not one story that everyone goes to. There just a bunch of different stories about the first American Thanksgiving. In my studies over the year, I kind of settled on one. So it's a little bit of a caveat, OK? This might not be true. I think it's kind of close, and it's the one I'm going with. That I always go with. We know that the pilgrims had a feast of Thanksgiving in the harvest time, and they invited the uh, Native Americans to join them in that feast. And they feasted three days and three nights. And they ate so much as they vastly depleted their food storage for the winter. In that winter, disease came. In the spring, there were about five men who were strong enough to do the spring plowing. That's a good picture of Thanksgiving not only the God who gives in abundance, but when we're hit, wave after wave after wave. It leads us to cling on to God. The one that we know about, the one we sing to, the one we worship, and the one whose relationship we continue to walk in. And so, Father God, on this day, we just give you thanks for all that you have given to us and we give you thanks for your presence and care for us for those of us who are going through times of waves we thank you for friends and family we thank you for traditions that you've given to us that uh, hold us strong to you and we pray that you will lead us and guide us father god in uh, And walking through this season, pressing on towards you, help us to do that, Lord, in a way that brings glory, praise, and thanks to you in what we do. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.